0: Hi, this is Jim Sloan, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network.
1: Hello, you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. My name is Craig Wright, and I'm the arts and culture editor for The Emerald.
0: Today, joining me in the studio, we have
2: Sarah Zadavies. Davies. I am an arts and culture reporter for The Emerald.
0: And I'm Emerson Malone. I'm a podcast producer for The Emerald. So today, with the end of the
1: year rapidly approaching, we're taking an alternate route to discussing the year as a whole. So today we're talking about the songs that define 2016 for each of us individually. These are not the best songs released in 2016. Rather, these are the songs that helped us in moments of strength, weakness, confusion, need, whatever the emotion was, this was a year that required music to help us get through. So calling 2016 strange is a bit of an understatement. Would you guys agree? Yes. Totally. So this year it will likely go down as the year of the farcical election cycle. I think that is the top story. No matter what your political beliefs are, we just elected a billionaire president and failed reality TV star who won the election largely because of Twitter. I didn't see that coming. Uh (laughs) so across the country racial tensions flared all year with the elections absurd twists and turns i mean tension between police and black communities led to multiple shootings for months native americans at standing rock demonstrated against troops against the dakota access pipeline which was just settled this week right
2: kind of yeah
1: kind of yeah in florida the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history took the lives of 49, injured 53 more at the Pulse nightclub. It was also the largest attack in the U.S. against the LGBTQ community. Beloved celebrities died at an alarmingly high rate, and Harambe managed to find eternal life in the form of internet memes. In sports, the Golden State Warriors set the NBA record for the most wins in a season, then lost the championship to the Cleveland Cavaliers, giving them their first title since 1964. The Chicago Cubs won their first World Series since 1908. It's become a bit of the year of things that shouldn't happen. And (laughs) in this year, we've just been constantly reminded that anything is possible. More often than not, that equated to horrible events this year. (laughs) The one constant thing I had this year was music. And whether Mm. it was a cause for celebration or just a late night alone with my headphones and going, what the hell is happening? Music was there to get us through the bad times and power us through the good. I figured it would probably be good to start with a positive note. Mm. So I'm asking both of you to name a positive event for 2016 for me. Hmm, Brexit. Brexit. (laughs) okay sarah's
2: oh i'm gonna say positive for me was getting accepted and finally going to college i mean that's not for the whole world but for me that was like a great part of my year i had a really crappy senior year of high school and to be able to finally be here like finally be outside of a place that was really uncomfortable for me is amazing i mean 2016 is ending on a weirdly better note than my own life, than it started. So,
1: very good. So, what would you say is one song that either for better or worse mm-hmm. helps you get through this year?
2: Eugene by Suffian Stevens is really that song for me. My family, like, had a big thing happen to us this year, and it was really hard. And I remember my parents and I would ride in the car and I would listen to Eugene by Stephanie Stevens because I knew I was going. I knew I was leaving. I knew like whatever was happening in my family wouldn't matter as much anymore once I got to Eugene. And that album specifically being about mental health and about being kind of like the problems of family and like the love that still is there. was a big it was a sad song, but it was also a very positive song for me. When I finally I remember I like finally like got into Eugene and I was listening to that song and I was crying and my mom was like, Are you okay? And I was like, I'm finally like here. Like I'm it, it was my senior year of high school was really hard for a lot of reasons, but that song really carried me through because it told me to look forward, um, despite all the horrible shit that was happening in my life.
0: Carrie in is a really potent album. Mm-hmm. And I kinda wish I had that in high school.
2: Yeah.
0: Let's listen to Eugene
1: bark wonders never cease the man who taught me to swim he couldn't quite say my
2: first name like a father he led community water on my head and he
1: called me Subaru.
0: eugene suvian stevens yeah. what a what a beautiful yeah. album it's so delicately produced that songs like that and another one on there, John, My Beloved, it's, like, so simple and mm-hmm. fragile <laughs> that it feels like it, it would just, like, break if you turned it up too loud.
2: Yeah, actually, I that was one of the reasons I liked it because, like, my home life was so chaotic and everything that could be happening was happening. It was a nice way to, like, remove myself and to, like, just cope. <laughs> it was... Love that album. It's also, also an album I like to fall asleep to because I like though it's sad and sometimes I cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nice, um, it's really, like, it's my coping skills album.
0: Kind of throw shade on the literacy of Eugene swim coaches, though. I don't think anybody's <laughs> opened that up.
2: Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that line um, because... It's a joke in my family that, like, my name is really hard to pronounce, so people just call me SR, so I love that line. You know, he used to call me Subaru, and my family, like, refuses to say my full name, so that works.
0: It's interesting you said you go to sleep to that album a lot, because I chose this next song purely because I woke up to it, and 2016 had a number of those nights where you get this bad news right before you go to sleep, and you have this, like, thought pass your mind that, like, if I go to sleep now, it'll still be reality when I wake up. Hmm and i remember the night i read the news that bowie died and then the following morning npr was playing rebel rebel so now i just instantly equate those mm. two or at least that memory with that song i could also play let's dance because i've realized in the past few months that song just makes me feel like crap when i listen to <laughs> it now and just makes me feel like mm-hmm. really 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 sad but rebel rebel I-
2: You guys know the song. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact, when I was younger, I used to think the words were, Rebel, Rebel, return your dress.
0: <laughs> your face is a mess. Yes.
2: Um. Yeah, that, I had a similar experience with David Bowie, where my mom, when he died, she woke me up. Because he was one of, like, my first loves. Like, my dad used to make me listen to David Bowie in the car. And I remember he'd be like, Okay, sir, who's this? And I'd be like, in kindergarten. And I'd be like, David Bowie! Um... <laughs> so my mom woke me up and was like David Bowie died and I just was like F you mom like stop don't know Um, and that was really hard and I texted my aunt who was also one of the people who really introduced me to his music and we like I went to her house and we just listened to his stuff and that was that was a hard one for I think for everyone too
0: yeah There were a number of Bowie parties that weekend here in Eugene. And it it was just so sad. There was just such an underlying sadness to all of it. Like, I'd never actually been to a party like that before. It was you who tried to go to every Bowie party in Eugene you could find. Of which there were, like, three. So,
1: (laughs) Craig, what do you got? My first one, well, we did a podcast, Three of Us, a few weeks back after the election. It was songs to help you cope with the election. But this one, it has taken on a much bigger role for me. So the first time I heard it was back in July. My brother and I were getting into the band X and we watched their documentary called X Unheard Music. So at the time I was just working over the summer in my parents' warehouse and the only bad thoughts I had was like, I'm really bored right now. And so this song was kind of a way just to like, you know, don't think bad thoughts like you'll be home soon and you'll be fine but then I got to the school year and it was just like endless work stress and I mean I'd never had anxiety before this year but now it's just like a common thing for me and it's not, not that fun <laughs> but this the song it's just you know John Doe and Exine Cervanca trading vocals and it's all about basically the state of the world after I pretty sure this this was the album where Reagan was just yeah. elected it's called more fun in the new world the first song on the album is saying you know it was better before we voted for what's his name this is supposed to be the new world so it fits oh. today as well but on this song especially it just keeps building up and building up it starts so calm and then the chorus it just says you know I must not think bad thoughts and essentially what they're saying is there's always bad stuff in the world but their message to me at least is you can't just give up on trying to fix that because if you can complain about it all you want but if that's all you're doing nothing is going
0: to be solved. So this is I must not think bad thoughts from X The facts we hate will never meet Walking down the road Must go slow. I must not think thoughts. When is this world to? Both sides right,
1: Both sides murder. Sarah Rosen actually just saw X last week yes. in Portland. Oh, so good. Cannot say how good they were. So, X is a band definitely to check out. And
0: you had a piece about you interviewed members of X?
1: I did. I interviewed a vaccine. And yeah, she was great. I've never had an interview where it was like, I don't want to write anything. I just want her to mm. talk. <laughs> this. So, yeah, she had some very cool stuff to say. And I loved her final quote in the article where I said, you know, you've been an ex for 40 years, like, what do you still want to accomplish in your career? And essentially, she just said, like, I'm always looking forward to the next best thing. Like, I always hope hmm. that and everything in life, the next great thing is ahead of you like you haven't yet reached your full potential and i thought that was a really cool way to hear like coming from a punk rock legend like (laughs) wow even she thinks like it's still gonna get better
2: well that's a good segue to my next song which is about a bunch of slackers (laughs) this is the year i discovered broad city um which is yeah which has like become my absolute favorite tv show
0: i just discovered it this weekend
2: yeah i remember my friend was dressed like ilana from broad city which she has a very specific look that some of you know and I was we we're in the middle of class and our our teacher was playing a movie and I was like what are you watching Jillian and she goes Broad City Sarah was like, I think you'd love it and I kind of just like pretended I was watching the movie our like our arts teacher at our high school was showing instead I just um kind of watched Broad City with her and absolutely fell in love with the show it definitely was like another way for me to like cope with what was happening in my life. I even like I got closer to my mom because of it. My mom loves Broad City. My mom keeps comparing us to Ilana and Abby. It's really weird. She thinks she's Ilana, <laughs> she thinks I'm Abby. Um but so I like walking around to this song, I'm Latino and Proud by DJ Raph. It's like the opening credits, the music to the opening credits of oh, Broad nice. City. Oh nice. Okay. Um, and it's it's so fun and it definitely um definitely a lot of the fun stuff that happened happened to this song because I'd be watching Broad City with my friends or I'd be like walking to school and I'd finally feel happy for once in the year um to the song. This song was definitely one of my top of twenty sixteen.
0: Okay, so this is Latino and Proud from DJ Raf.
2: Say it loud I'm Latino and Proud Four and three and two and one
0: I love that piano hook.
2: hmm yeah. It's a fun song. Back home, I love taking the light rail just for fun. It's something weird I do. I'll just, I'll go off alone and, like, go explore the Twin Cities. The light rail would always come, and that song would start. Like, it was this weird thing that kept happening. I think I had it, because I had it in this one playlist I'd to over and over. I'd, like, miss the light rail right as the song was playing, and it felt very Broad City. to <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> that was great. That was Latino and Proud from DJ Raph. The theme song from Broad City. So mine is also uh, tangentially political. Mm-hmm. The song is We Got Back the Plague from the Fiery Furnaces, which is a sibling duo <laughs> in this crazy art rock outfit. Um, they haven't made any albums in a couple of years, but this is from their 2002 album, which is called Gallows, Birds, Bark. And it is... Was about the brief outbreak of the bubonic plague in New York City in like November 2002. And the song is sort of suggesting that the bubonic plague outbreak was a direct result of the midterm elections from earlier that month. <laughs> The lyrics are really quite cryptic, but they just sound really nice. I can't tell you what they mean, but the line that the title of the song gets its name from is, I read my book on Sunday afternoon, so it's easy to think the end's coming soon. But though sometimes the signs from heaven are vague. Early November, we got back the plague. You'll listen to this song and it's going to sound really weird and I love the way the fiery furnaces sort of doesn't hold up any constructs of convention with any of their sounds and they create something incredibly beautiful. So that's We Got Back the Plague from the Fiery Furnaces. If you listen to the entire song, obviously we're only able to include a little segment in this episode. But in the background, they include some weird methods for their rhythm. Like It mm. sounds like someone's dropping a pile of 2x4s <laughs> and stuff. So you get this like weird image of dismantling and construction mm. going on in the background. The line, early November, We Got Back the Plague, felt weirdly appropriate. Mm. And sometimes you listen to weird stuff to help you comfort yourself craig you have you have another song for us i do so
1: i had a rough couple of days in cars this this <laughs> term so on halloween weekend i was picking up a friend we were stopped at a stoplight car behind us stopped and then a drunk driver going about 35 plowed the car behind us into us and yeah it was just an unnecessary crash that should never have happened and then after about $4,000 worth of repairs, Emerson and I went to a concert for one of my classes that night. I dropped him off. We went to Taco Bell. I was stopped. What are you going
0: to say? That's <laughs> just <laughs> going to ruin your story with some dumb joke. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's... I was just going to be like, and then I keyed his car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was stopped at a stoplight two blocks from my house, and I got rear-ended mm-hmm. again. And this was at a point in the term where i just had, I'd been overworked. I was overwhelmed. And it just... It 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 sent me off the deep end mentally just because. Sounds really relaxing. Oh, it was great, yeah. But to to make matters worse, like there was no damage in the car, no one was hurt. But the guy gave me fake information and so it just pissed me off. And I just remember going home after the second crash and throwing on car seat headrest song Drunk Driver's Killer Whales and when he gets to the part where he's just saying it doesn't have to be like this, it doesn't have to be like this, it's just like well Toledo is right, it doesn't have to be like this. It hit me in a way I was not expecting because mm-hmm. I kind of listened to it as a joke like oh maybe this will cheer me up but his whole song is about not driving home drunk. Okay. And like he has an inner monologue in his head saying turn off the engine, get out of the car and start to walk, and it's it just frustrates me that people are stupid enough to think that, like, oh, you know, I, I can drive, but then Will also covers it by saying there's no comfort in responsibility, and I okay. think that's a thing that a lot of people don't take into effect when drinking and driving.
2: It comes and goes in plateaus one month later I'm a fucking pro, my parents would be proud
1: car seat headrest song that i've wanted to include as well i'll just mention it briefly and sober to death Mm -hmm. there's a great line in there where will toledo says good stories are bad lives and that really hit when the day after the crash i was talking to franny who's our podcast editor i told her what happened to me she's like oh how was your weekend i said oh you know i got hit the day i got my car back and she just started laughing (laughs) in my face and i couldn't help but just Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna laugh eventually (laughs) (laughs) but not right now So, yeah, good stories are bad lives.
2: <laughs> yeah. I almost actually included Sober to Death as my, one of my songs be, because of that line, it's too. Yeah, that's a great one. But I actually chose for my last song another car seat headrest song. Um fill in the blank for a lot of reasons but one of them was I actually discovered that album like beginning of the summer I was working at a bookstore and um, I was listening to my favorite radio station The Current back home and I was like turning it up and that song started and I was like "Ooh, what is this and that was just the beginning of me like diving into Will's discography and I remember I was working in the bookstore and I had that song on and this old woman comes up to me, and she's like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's a band called Car Seat Headrest. And she's like, Car Seat, what? <laughs> and I just love, I love, I mean, I think it's it's an album that came out in 2016, so it's definitely one of my top albums of the year. But I also love that You Have No Right to Be Depressed, You Haven't Tried Hard Enough to Like It line, because definitely that applies to my year again. Like, a lot of stuff happened with mental health, if, outside stuff and I always like would tell myself I was like you're not you're not actually depressed so all this external stuff happening in your life you're not actually like sad um and that was a weird way for me to like actually be productive in the year but also to kind of sit in that and now being here that line has a completely different meaning to me now because i feel like i'm doing so much better and like my mental health is a plus and like my family life is better like all those things like i don't have any like reason to be depressed now i feel happy um, and that's really cool so fill in the blank by car seat headrest is definitely one of my songs for the year you have no right to be depressed you haven't tried Will Toledo soundtrack of my life, please?
1: <laughs> also worth noting, Andrew Katz is from Eugene mm-hmm. and actually graduated from U of O, so
0: local tie there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Local talent, <laughs> local gym.
2: Yeah, I think they're based off Seattle now, too, so you could say they're Pacific Northwest band.
0: Yep. Nice. For my last song, I'm realizing this is the only of the three. Three that I've picked here that are actually from this year. Hmm. It's been a really, really long year and sort of had a conversation. It was in the last few days where somebody was like, so we're recording this on Tuesday. The Grammy nominations just came out <laughs> this morning and somebody was like, did you, do you realize Lemonade came out this year? True. I know. It's true. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> is that,
1: is that supposed to be shocking?
0: I mean, it's been a long year. It's
2: been a long year.
0: Wasn't that in like March though?
2: Yeah, it's been a long it's couple been a long months. long year, man. <laughs> okay, just, just
1: checking. Cars and came out at the same time.
0: <laughs> and another friend of mine is in this comparative lit class about advice literature. <laughs> and interestingly enough, it was the, for this term, and one of the assigned readings was a few chapters from The Art of the Deal, so they read that, probably got some good advice out of that. But then, just last week, another one of their assignments was to watch the Lemonade visual album. Mm-hmm. And so I watched that twice in the past weekend. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's really, really good actually. I wanted to play Don't Hurt Yourself. Mm. This is of of the number of collaborations that Beyonce has on that album with Kendrick and The Weekend. This is the one with Jack White. It also samples When the Levee Breaks from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna play Don't Hurt Yourself from Beyonce.
2: funny, the more and more distance I get from this song, the less I like it, but then I listen to it again and I'm like, yes! (laughs) It's so weird. If I think too much about it, I think that's when I start not liking it. I
0: don't think I liked it that much when I first heard it. This was was the first Beyoncé album I liked. I did
1: not like her last one. I was never on board with any of the Destiny's Child stuff or any of that, Mm -hmm. but I I really enjoyed this one, actually. This was the first song, because I'm a big Jack White fan. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh wait, Jack White's on this? And I gave it a shot, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is really cool. Yeah.
2: In my literature class, we analyzed the lyrics to formation. and I went to a, like a very political high school where a lot of kids were very politically active, like very much like very, very left leaning. And so it was really interesting to see all these different like representation of the lyrics. And formation, I think, is a very political song. and this whole album is actually very political. And I never thought pop could be political. So that was really cool for me. I love political art and I love talking about political art. So it was amazing to see um Beyonce like, take all the current stuff that's happening with race and, like, just blow everyone away. I loved Lemonade.
0: Visually, formation is probably my favorite thing from the mm-hmm. um, album. Another thing I, I mean, I realized this months ago when I first heard this, but this is, like, the second time Jack White refers to God as a woman, and it's almost like he's just looking for excuses to do it at this point. <laughs> he he did it lot. on Lazaretto.
2: Hmm.
1: I think there's a White Stripes song, too, isn't there?
0: Really?
2: Oh, I think you're right.
1: I think I want to say something I get behind me Satan, but I'm not positive. Mm. Yeah, he does that a lot, though. Yeah, it's like it's becoming his thing. Why not?
0: It's like his watermark. It's like if you have Jack White guest on your song, he's going to refer to God as a woman (laughs) at some point. Craig, do you want to take something and take us out? You can take me out already, Craig. I'm sorry I had to record this session, but I need to get this answer out of you. (laughs)
1: Last time we uh, were out on the town together, I got rear-ended Emerson, so I blame you. And then I keep your car (laughs) and Taco Bell for that. (laughs) All right, so for me... This might sound kind of strange, but 2016 was the year that music really lost its magic for me. Like mm-hmm. I was so busy this year that I didn't have time to listen to any new music. So I really just got further involved into stuff I already know mm-hmm. and it just became so habitual. Like I think I listened to Seat Rest about 65 times, is my guess. That's my album of the year. But I grew up with Probably an unhealthy obsession with the band The Replacements. I'm keeping the streak alive, Emerson. This is now every
0: podcast about music I've mentioned The Replacements. But... The podcast will have a (laughs) uh, reference to The Replacements, and then either this... This specific X song or a car seat headrest song, yeah, yeah. It's the rule it's, of it's the formula of
2: Podcast.
0: <laughs> the reason I like The
1: Replacements, like I just grew up thinking like musicians are basically the only like real life magicians in the world hmm. because they can make a room full of a hundred thousand people all have an amazing time. Like, hmm. where else is that possible? Sports, half the people are going to be upset. Like <laughs> in music, it, there is potentially hmm. everyone can win, and hmm. I think that's that's rare in the world, but. I never thought I'd see the replacements in person because Paul Westerberg is a very well-known recluse. And so even just having the chance last year to see them in concert was like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing in my life. This year I had the chance to sit down with Tommy Stinson for 30 minutes and do an interview with him, and I somehow... Did okay, and it was shocking to me just to realize like, I'm sitting across from my hero right now. Like, I grew up playing bass to the Replacements Records, and to, to talk with the man himself, it just Kind of broke all these myths I had about them. Like he's he's right in front of me right now. Like I have his phone number. It's this weird. Your
2: best friend. Oh, you know we're
1: we're, we're close. No knocking. It it just really shifted how I view music as a whole. Hmm. And so I had a few months where it was just like you know music is whatever. But then after everything started going bad in my life, because this term has sucked. I think mean, we can all agree. It's it's not been a great term but that was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life and so it broke down the barrier where it was like music is this magical thing but like we Saros went with me we saw him play in a living room like I never would have expected that either but yeah. then once everything just started getting bad like Music was what I went to, and it helped me just get through everything bad in my life. And it was like, maybe there is some magic left in the world. This is from Tommy Stinson's first band after replacements called Bash and Pop. Uh, they're going to be reforming. They've got some tours planned for next year, an album coming out in January. Uh, this is the title track from their only album called Friday Night is Killing Me. this year just seemed like every week it was like okay it's almost friday hmm. it's almost friday and then it would get to friday and just be like well <laughs> we drank too much and played too much pool last night so in a way friday night was killing us all but mm-hmm. it was still the best part of the week hmm. so do you guys have any other last songs you'd like to throw out that helped you through this year briefly or
2: well, i think that's a nice note to end on like i like that song a lot because it has um has some momentum to it that like even if friday night is killing you and even if the whole week is killing you like there's always next week 2016 has been quite the year and hopefully 2017 will be better hopefully that momentum will keep going on in the world
0: won't end yeah i think that song puts a nice ribbon on this package grief abounds we good signing off yeah, yeah that's all
1: the time we have for today so you can keep an ear out for upcoming episodes of emerald recommends only on the emerald podcast network You can listen to more from Emerald Podcast Network at DailyEmerald.com or subscribe to Emerald Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, and hopefully 2016 ends well for you.